Hello, my ragtime gals. I'm sending you a kiss by wire. Why? Because my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. And you will be left alone. Oh, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to No Disclosure. I was going to sing it, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to subject even my worst enemy to that. So, uh, How's it going, everybody? This podcast is brought to you by Anchor and Prevail Guitar Works. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's going on in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. People have to deal with a lot of junk in their lives, and with the climate things are in... Ugh, I'd swallow weird right there. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> ugh. And with the climate things are in, <laughs> no disclosure exists to not only improve your level of inner fanciness, but to hopefully take your mind off the disaster for a while. So let's get into it. Do what we do best and have a little fun. Hmm? Check off your shoes and set that mental bag of bricks down in the entryway of my mind. And let's begin. So we are getting pretty close to Crimesis, aren't we? Hmm. Yes. Well, at least for the countries that listen that, you know, celebrate Christmas. I don't know about all the rest of you lovelies out there, but, you know, if it's a religious thing, idealistic thing, a country thing, part of the world thing, in America, it's a wonderful one. It's so much fun. Hopefully, you guys have something around this time of year to, you know, to celebrate with family and stuff because Christmas around here is a big deal. It's, it's super fun. Got the Christmas shopping done. We're ready to go. It's going to be fancy. Got the tree up, everything. How about you guys? Mm -hmm. Send me a message and let me know. So, cruising around on the news, because that is what we, that's how no disclosure do, right? <laughs> Picking the dumbest news articles we could possibly find. Isn't this crazy? What is this episode, like 7,000? Yeah, that's crazy, man. I never, never thought I'd get to this point. You know, statistically, most podcasts fail before their 40th episode. We've almost doubled that. Woo, baby. Still going. Now, <laughs> I was on UPI because I don't look at articles before this. This is all no cuts, just going, just live. You know what I mean? Nothing scripted, real, you know, <laughs> pulling up the news as I'm recording this. No cuts, nothing. And what do I see? <laughs> I This is the one that I almost wish I had prepared myself for. It's uh, one of those articles where I think to myself, okay, maybe I should at least, you know, bookmark the articles that I'm about to read or something to prepare myself for it. But we don't do that because we want real reactions. Check this out. <laughs> China recommends flight attendants wear diapers. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right. China recommends flight attendants wear diapers. What the hell, China? China's Aviation Authority... <laughs> released new COVID-19 safety guidelines that include the suggestion that flight attendants wear diapers to avoid using plane laboratories. Wow. <laughs> I thought this would be an America thing. What the hell, China? You know, this is, this is, this is like abuse, right? This should be, this should be considered a human rights violation. Are things getting that bad where our jobs 
will tell us, hey, man, you know, picture somebody coming up to your desk or, you know, you work in retail, whatever. Your fucking supervisor comes up to you and be like, hey, man, we're, uh, you know, we're really needing to cut back on these uh, bathroom breaks because, you know, we want you on the floor or at your desk 24 hours a fucking day just to make our adherence percentage go up, you know, 0.0001% or save, you know, uh, 0.0000000% on fucking payroll. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to start cutting hours. But while you're here, um, we need to cut down on the bathroom break. So we're going to require all the employees wear diapers. <laughs> what kind of day and age would we see shit like that? And nobody's on strike. I don't see any flight attendants gathered outside these places. Granted, it's China. God knows what's going to get you killed over there. There's uh, People in China can't even listen to this podcast. You know what I mean? It's It's... Not getting, you know, that way. But things are still pretty fucked up everywhere else. Be happy where you're at if you're, you know, at least somewhat free. But uh, that could happen in America, right? I mean, your supervisor come up to you, be, hey, man, we're cutting down all the brakes. You got to start wearing a diaper. And there are some people that will do it. I mean, there are things that are just blatant. Uh, rights to, you know, uh, what am I looking for? These are just, uh, you know... These are, what the fuck, <laughs> what word is it? <laughs> I'm really eloquent today. These are violations. Thank you. These, <laughs> thank you, English language. These are violations of your basic humanity. This is fucked up, man. China's document entitled Technical Guidelines for Epidemic Prevention and Control for Airlines offers suggestions for hygiene practices to prevent f- f- flight crew members from contracting the coronavirus. Really? The document, what? Well, <sighs> I'm wondering why the planes are... Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, we can go round and round on this. Fact of the matter is, China has suggested that their flight attendants wear adult diapers. And you know that some of them are going to do it. China aside, and how China is, that could happen here. And you know damn well that there are people that would do it if their jobs are threatened enough. That's messed up, man. That should be considered, seriously, a fucking human rights violation. Humpback whale makes surprise visit to New York City. Cool. Man breaks Guinness record with 32.1 inch tower of tortillas. Okay. <laughs> Come on. It's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Um, oh, Jiminy Christmas. Manatee escapes from bike tire in Florida. Okay. Yep. It's going to be one of those. <laughs> Oh, here we go. A fourth monolith has been spotted. Yeah, ever since I made the last episode of No Disclosure proper, you know, we just had the one monolith, right? They found another one in, I forget what fucking country it was. Another one was found at what, uh, I forget where it was. Cassie knows this, but she's not sitting right here right now. But uh, we have a fourth. I thought this was the third, but apparently uh, whatever's going on with these fucking monoliths, (laughs) <laughs> they're not uh, working on no disclosure schedule. So I wasn't, I wasn't aware we were up to four. A mysterious monolith was found outside a Texas shopping center just days after similar discoveries in Utah, Romania, and California. Okay. That's where they were. <laughs> Visitors to the substation shopping center in El Paso snapped photos of the silver colored metal structure spotted next to the road this past Monday. Yeah. It looks just like the ones in, Uh, Utah and Romania. Hmm. 
I didn't know about the one in California. The structure appeared in the wake of similar monoliths that were discovered subsequently removed in Utah, Romania, and California. It's unclear whether El Paso city officials would have the monolith removed. That's kind of spooky, isn't it? <laughs> this whole monolith thing? It is. It's weird. Um, people have asked me what I think it is. Uh, considering how I am... Uh, I think it's a very elaborate prank, honestly. I do. I think it's a joke. I think a bunch of people got together online with 2020 being the way it is. And, you know, you know you've seen the memes and all that crap. And people from all over the world get together and be like, dude, I have a good idea. <laughs> and, you know, they it's like, okay, I'll put mine in, you know, Utah here right in the middle of nowhere, dude. And then... They'll want to be pop-up in Romania. <laughs> They'll be freaking out, you know? They would put one in California, Texas. Uh, watch the next one pop up in some weird... I do. I really do. I think it's a bunch of people that got together online and just decided to troll Earth. Because <laughs> it's funny. I, I see the humor in that. You know, 2020 being like <laughs> one of the worst years. It's just awful. 2020, I mean, everything for everybody is going to shit. It's just, uh, the global pandemic aside, 2020 just sucks. And I, I see the humor in it. Lemon juice. Mm. Oh! Uh, uh, yeah, no coffee today. Uh, <laughs> doing the lemon juice. Try it sometime. Seriously, if you run a podcast or whatever, do the lemon juice, okay? It, it you know, opens up your throat. It really does work. Anyway, cool announcement before I get into the next one. My man, Mauricio Hernandez, has a brand new episode of the Unqualified News Podcast. Check it out. It uh, runs out of anchor like mine. And uh, just type it down, Unqualified News with Mauricio Hernandez. Check it out. I just dropped a new episode. I am so happy to hear this. It's a cool podcast. He plays it straight. <laughs> He's not like me. He's uh he reads the news for real, man. And he, you know, he's just he's not as madcap. He's not as insane. He he plays it straight. And the podcast is really, really good. One of my favorite ones, actually. Uh martial arts, martial arts. <laughs> man uses sword to slice 68 grapes. Okay. What's with all this record breaking, just weird stuff? A uh, Texas man houses chickens in scale replica of the Astrodome. How can I not click on something that insane? <laughs> you see an article like that, you have to click on it. <laughs> it's just way too weird. Okay, uh, a Texas man's handiwork is going viral after he built a scale model of the Astrodome to serve as a coop for his chickens. <laughs> Darren Johnson. A Houston native living in North, this is cool, in North Texas, said it took him about 100 hours to build the exact 1 to 60 scale replica of the Astrodome. He said the structure was originally going to be a greenhouse for his wife's plants. <laughs> really, dude? The old lady wanted to build a greenhouse, and then you're like, hey, you need to come here, look at this. He <laughs> built a fucking Astrodome for your chickens. <laughs> something tells me this is not the first time this old boy has done something like this. Uh, perfect. He said the structure was originally going to be for Swahili. <laughs> they decided, oh, I'm sure they did. They decided to make it a chicken coop when their flock grew too large for their former accommodations. 
Johnson shared photos of his miniature Astrodome, which you've got to see. It's freaking wicked. Which includes details such as the Astros logo, a U.S. flag on the numbers retired jerseys on Facebook, where they quickly spread and ended up being shared by MLB.com. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, his chickens, which are all named after Astros players. Gee. Obsess much? God. Yeah, that, <laughs> that guy likes the Astros. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, world's first commercially printed Christmas card on sale for $25,000. Holy balls. The world's first commercially printed Christmas card is on sale for $25,000. So, I have an idea for you, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Astro's mega fan. You know this was not a mutual decision. I can see through that. It's just, you know, this was picked up by MLB. It's going viral. The wife needs to be cool and gracious, right? Because there's probably some money that's going to come out of this. At least, you know, on the, you know, uh, well, on the Graham account, right? But uh, <laughs> I know how you can make it up to her. Because I know how it is. You guys do the interviews and you guys do the Graham and you do the viral stuff and all that. But then when the door closes, she's not talking to you. And you're sleeping in the chicken coop, Correct. This is what you need to get her. This will make everything okay. <laughs> because this here, you get for somebody that you really, really want to have a Merry Christmas. The world's first commercially printed Christmas card, marketed in 1843. Ow! Is being sold through a Boston-based book dealer for 25,000 simoleons. Damn. The card created by Henry Cole, John Halcott Horsley, and Joseph Kuhndahl. Can't say it. This the same year as Charles Dickens, a Christmas Carol was first published. Wow, holy shit. Shows a large family, including a young girl, gathered around a table drinking glasses of wine. The card proved controversial at the what's controversial about that? With members of Britain's temperance movement decrying the depiction of alcohol consumption by the young girl. Oh, give me a break. At the time, yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna give you shit, Britain, <laughs> for being butthurt about this at the time. But come on, <laughs> I mean, you guys, uh, yeah, w what ended up happening to your comedy scene? You know, that that's definitely not something you'd complain about now. <laughs> that's pretty tame. Uh, I'm sure back then it was probably a pretty taboo deal, though. I don't know. Wasn't around back then. About a thousand copies of the card were originally produced and around 30 are still known to exist. Wow. I need to find one. The book being sold through Boston-based book dealer Marvin Getman is one of the finest known copies still in circulation. The card went on sale Friday with an asking price of $25,000. That is a pretty cool-looking card. It says, A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. That's uh, actually quite beautiful. It looks like, you know what? It almost looks like a Norman Rockwell painting. It does. Uh, let's see what else we got. I said that weird. It looks like a Norman Rockwell painting. It does. <laughs> let's go. Jeez. Let's go on the Huffington Post, see what they got going on. Precious painting lost at German airport found in a dumpster. That's not a good place for a, <laughs> for a painting. What is this? China's iron crotch masters find to preserve painful looking tradition. <laughs> Have you seen these guys? These old boys that'll like get kicked in the nuts, you know, the iron crotch kung fu. That's a thing. That's not that that's a real thing. You didn't know that? It requires a steel <laughs> a steel plate capped log. 
that swings through the air and smashes into a man's wee wee. <laughs> You've also seen the videos too, where they, you know, on purpose, purposefully get kicked in the click clacks. You know, who would do that voluntarily? You know, you're a Kung Fu master. When you could get kicked in the dong and not even react, you know, like you could just graze testicles and you'll be on the floor crying. It's just, you know, these, these guys are amazing. And Juntun China, uh, Wang Lutai is no ordinary Kung Fu master. 65 year old from a village in central China practices a unique and excruciating looking stand of martial arts called Iron Crotch Kung. No, uh, they don't call it that. Really? They actually call it Iron Crotch. Well, that's China. I mean, walk past the giant dong statues on your way to Iron Crotch Kung Fu class. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> Japan, I thought you guys had some weird shit. Man, I'm going to stop giving you guys so much crap. At least Japan, at least the weird stuff you have is cool. Uh, its most famous technique involves a steel plate capped log, two meters, or six and a half feet, in length and weighing about 88 pounds that swings through the air and smashes into a man's crotch. <laughs> when you practice iron crotch kung fu, as long as you push yourself, you will feel great, said Wang. <laughs> and it just so happens his last name is Wang. <laughs> okay, we need to stop. <laughs> If uh, Mad Van Dyne from Prevail Guitar Works was going to call it any week, I is probably going to call this week. That's why I'm stopping, Matt, because I already made reference to the giant wee-wee statues in China. We're talking about Iron Crotch Kung Fu, but hey, I showed some self-restraint here. <laughs> I did it this time, Matt. I walked away, damn it. Because <laughs> I, I could just hear it now. Hey man, um, it was funny, but maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go away from the Iron Crotch Kung Fu. <laughs> and China though, that okay, oh stop, stop. <laughs> I don't want any phone calls this week. Quit. Um <laughs> Santa Claus gets along swimmingly with Fish at Tokyo Aquarium. Man named Adolf Hitler wins election in Nam Namibia. Promises he's an okay guy. <laughs> uh, that's amazing he won an election with that name. As a child, I saw it as totally normal name, said Adolf Hitler Uyona. I hope I said that right. Who was given the name by his father. Dude, why'd your dad give you that fucking name? Are you kidding me? It's like the... Dude, it's like the Namibia version of Joe Dirt. I'm like, are you sure that you're... Dad really liked you or <laughs> did your dad love? I'm just going to straight up come out and say it. Did your dad love you, dude? <laughs> he named you Adolf Hitler. I and mean, that's worse than naming your son Joe Dirt. I mean, he must have really. That's bad, brother. A man named Adolf Hitler has won an election in the Southwest African country, Namibia. Namibia. I always say that wrong. Ugh. He's been kind enough to let everybody know he has no plans to take over the world. <laughs> Adolf Hitler Uyona of Namibia Southwest Africa People's Organization Swapo Party was sworn in as counselor of the Open I can't say that. Word 
is located in Nambia's northern ocean. Okay, I can't. I can't say stuff. There's a guy named Adolf Hitler that's running for stuff, and he actually won, and promises that he's not gonna, you know, fucking kill everybody and be a complete psychopath. So that's good. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll show you why I'm laughing here in just a second. I was just talking about weenie statues, and I see a story about one. <laughs> I'm not kidding, and it's not one of the old, like, ancient Chinese ones either. A phallus. Uh, I'm serious. <laughs> How great is this? <clears throat> We're talking about Willy statues, and there's a story about one. A phallus sculpture mysteriously pops up in the Bavarian mountains. This is the guy that didn't get the email in time. <laughs> he was part of the group, and like maybe the group that's doing, you know, like I said, my theory about the uh, the monoliths, right? This is the guy in the group they don't like. <laughs> Like, yeah, man, we're totally doing dong statues. You got yours done? Okay. <laughs> Send me a picture of it. All right, good. We're going to put ours out at the same time, man. Go ahead. <laughs> and then he's looking at all these news reports and be like, monoliths? Hey, what the? <laughs> Berlin, just days after a large phallus sculpture, this thing is triumphant. Mysteriously disappeared from a Bavarian mountainside. A similar wooden carving has appeared in its place. German news agency DPA reported Thursday. Awesome. <laughs> We're talking about willies and we see one. Oh, I can't wait to name the title of this episode. The saga began several years ago when a two meter tall, almost seven foot tall sculpture appeared on the 1,738 meter high Gruntin mountain in southern Germany. It quickly became a selfie magnet for hikers. <laughs> And even featured on Google Maps, cool, <laughs> where it was described as a cultural monument. Wow, that thing is massive. <laughs> Jeez. After, whoa. After the mysterious disappearance of the wooden penis, unknown persons have now created a replacement. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> cool. <laughs> this is why aliens don't come here. <laughs> Which is good. You know, we're probably not going to be invaded anytime soon. Alien race you know, flies above us. Just happens to see this on top of a mountain and be like, uh, maybe, okay, guys, they got their own thing going. Maybe we should go somewhere else. <laughs> mm. Wow. Human race, you guys, <laughs> we're awesome. Uh, there's the Romania thing. <clears throat> Japan puts coast, coast COVID. Post-COVID, gee whiz, tourism hopes in the hands of a giant ro robot. Well, it's Japan. We're just going to keep scrolling. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Let's go. Where are we going to head? Where's my bookmarks, man? Nothing's working today. Let's go to Mirror in the UK. When things kind of start to dip, we can always count on the Mirror in the UK. Don't let me down, Mirror. You guys pull through every time. Mm-hmm. Lying to your kids about Santa. Oh, I better not say that. Um, you know, it's it's a Santa thing, and your kids are in the other room. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say that. Uh, Tesco employees share it. No. Deebity beep bees. Skibbity bop bop. Oh, come on. <laughs> Mirror, what's going on? Your shit keeps crashing again. Mom of twins slammed after tattooing one so she can tell them apart. Ooh. <clears throat> These, uh, do you know how painful tattoos are, lady? And if you do, that's even worse. 
You can't tell one of the kids apart, so you tattoo one? Really? Man, that just goes above and beyond abuse, doesn't it? If you don't have a tattoo, that's bad. I mean, these things are extremely... Yeah, People say, oh, they try to be all, like, tough and shit and be like, oh, my tattoo didn't hurt. It felt like a cat scratch. I'm covered in tattoos, man. Yeah, it feels like a cat scratch if the cat weighs 250 pounds. Don't try to be all tough and shit. Tattoos freaking hurt. Man, I'm tattooing a baby. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Ugh. I hope she, uh, I hope she gets in some deep shit for that. Uh, mystery as key missing for almost 50 years reappears with the anonymous apology note. Blah, 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 blah. Blibbity bop, boom, skibbity bow, skibbity bop, bop, biddly bop, bop, skibbity bop, bop, nindum bay. Hey. <laughs> Here's a good one. Woman left unable to function after grandma accidentally sends her an X rated photo. Yeah. <laughs> Marquita Green joked she couldn't even function after her grandma accidentally sent her a nude photo that was intended for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> a woman was left shocked. Awesome. When she received a very unexpected, unexpected message from her grandmother, Marquita Green opened her phone to discover her older relative had accidentally sent her a rather X-rated image of herself. Cool. How old's the grandma? Uh, this lady looks about my age. I'm going to say she's about 40. That's cool. You go, Grandma. Man, still rocking at her age. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, I, I I don't can. Okay, listen, I'm not condoning sending nudies, especially, you know, I, mean, I mean, at any age. I just think it's cool that, you know, uh, this woman is about 40. So her mom <coughs> is still getting down. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon driver breathes on a customer's window, leaves him. I don't care. Um, the Grinch steals citrus and it. Uh, mm, awkward. Oh, awkward family photos. Yes. <laughs> I love awkward family photos. If you, if you don't go on the internet on at least a semi-regular basis and purposely Google or look up awkward family photos or bad glamour shots, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I don't know why you have the internet in the first place. Do it. <laughs> go online. Go on Google. This is, it warms my heart so much. I don't know why. To see bad glamour shots and really awkward, cringy family photos. Because everybody has one. But, you know, there are just some families out, out there that really take the cake, man. Especially the glamour shots. <laughs> just do it. It's, it's, it's a... It's one of my favorite things of the world. <clears throat> Taiwan lawmakers throw pig guts punches on parliament floor. What? Tai Taipei? Did I say that right? Taipei, Taiwan. Lawmakers in Taiwan got into a fist fight and threw pig guts at each other. What? Over a soon-to-be-enacted policy that would allow imports of U.S. pork and beef. They, what? Okay, wait, I, I don't get it. <laughs> so they're throwing, like, pig guts and shit at each other. This is a government thing. So they had, okay, wait, I, I have, I have questions. I have questions. So let's keep reading. Uh, Premier Su Tseng Cheng was due to give a regularly scheduled policy report to lawmakers on Friday morning about the pork policy. When opposition party lawmakers from the Nationalist Party, also known as the KMT, Blocked his attempt to speak by dumping bags of pig organs. You carried his ass? Oh, my God. They freaking carry him, dude. That's 
Oh, wow. Did he freak out and, like, start setting people on fire with his mind? That would have been cool. Legislators from the ruling Democratic Progressive Party attempted to stop them, resulting in chaos and an exchange of punches. Well, I would imagine so. And what's funny is I accidentally clicked on an article. <laughs> cool. Thank you, universe. I'm glad I clicked on that by accident. That one, <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, somebody watched the movie Carrie one too many times. And thought, hey, man, you guys check this out. I have a really good idea. <laughs> America's favorite closet creep, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't know what he was doing with that microphone. <laughs> you know, I mean, dude, everybody's seen the footage. I know I don't get political on here. I don't. I'm just showing I'm just telling you what I saw. OK, that, that's all. I'm just telling you what I saw. I know he's an old man. I know that, I mean, even Al Roker and stuff had come out and said, well, I mean, those things, they do have a tendency sometimes to ride down or get stuck or whatever. If you're in a room with somebody that at least you think or believe as a, you know, a young teen girl, you you just don't behave like that. <laughs> you don't, unless you're absolutely senile. So either way, you you just you just don't conduct yourself in that manner. And it's really funny. <laughs> the people who support Giuliani, you know, are trying to come up with these like wacky ways. Of, oh, he was just, you know, trying to lay down so we could get at it. Come on. There is no way you're that dumb. Old boy had his hand in his pants, okay? <laughs> Even then, <clears throat> if he was trying to get the thing, this is I'm just saying. If he was trying to get the thing, if it was you in a room with a teenage girl or whatever, if you even found yourself in that fucking situation to begin with, you'd be like, hey, I think this thing kind of rode into my pants. Could you, you know, I don't want to be gross. Could you step outside for just a second? Right? Yeah. So anyway, uh, Rudy, touch me there, Judy Giuliani. Uh, witnesses say video shows. Oh, it's not even a good article either. Damn. I totally ragged on Giuliani, which is kind of upsetting to me, isn't it? Like, this guy was, after 9-11, you know, being in the trenches, doing what he did, being right down there with everybody else, man, sucking in that freaking dust and helping people out. He was like a hero, man. Now, this, ugh. Uh, yeah. I, I often wonder how many of these beloved people, you know, these nation's leaders and stuff, the people we look up to, are secretly creeps. You know, if we just have some hidden camera, you know, wherever they go, we could probably empty out the government, right? <laughs> it's true. I wonder how many of them are just scumbags. Anyway, that wasn't a political thing, okay? That was a I saw what I fucking saw thing. <laughs> it's true. That, that, that was not, I don't get political on this show. I don't. So I'm not talking about how, you know, Democrats are going to swoop in and save the world and, Republicans have a savior in Donald Trump. Hurt, burp, 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 burp. I'm not going to do that crap. I, I, I just don't. I have my own views. I have my own opinions. Obviously, from what I just said, I probably don't follow either one what you think I follow. But, uh, you know, I just I just don't do that. That's not the place for that. But with Giuliani and that footage, I saw what I fucking saw, right? I saw an old man lay down on a bed, put his hand on his fucking pants without telling the young lady to step outside. That, just saying. Anyway, Kevin Bacon co-hosting and producing All-Star Charity Concert. Did you guys know that? Is he playing during the concert? Yeah, Kevin Bacon is a musician. Didn't know that, did you? And a damn good one. Uh, his brother, too. It's the, is it called the Bacon Brothers Band? 
I think it's called actually the Bacon Brothers Band. Anyway, uh, him and his brother, I had to swallow there again, <laughs> are actually really, really good musicians. And uh, I, I hope, really hope he's playing during this thing. So I've heard a lot of Kevin Bacon's music, and it's not like Bruce Willis, okay? It's not weird. It's really good. Um, is he just hosting the thing or what? I don't see. I'm going to have to slog through like a novel's worth of a freaking article just to see. Uh. Let's just say that I hope uh, Kevin Bacon's playing in the thing. That would be cool. I always love discovering music that I haven't heard before. And you guys should too. You really should. Go out there, go on random playlists on YouTube, whatever you got to do. Soak in some new music, shit that you haven't heard. In a genre you haven't heard. Yeah. I love to do that stuff. A 92-year-old man finds college jacket with a pop-up. Yeah. (laughs) God. 92-year-old man finds college jacket with social media help. That's awesome. He's 92, and with the help of social media, he actually managed to... Track down his college jacket. That's awesome. Cool. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. More than 60 years after Mal Osborne earned a varsity letter jacket from the University of Maine as a track runner, he still wore it. That is until the 92-year-old lost it in October. Oh, okay. You guys kind of made it sound like he had it lost since high school. That's cool, though. Um, you know, still, even then, that's that's awesome. I like reading stuff like that. Faith in humanity kind of stuff, you know? Uh, what else we got here? Uh, police respond to break-in to find a music video shoot instead. <laughs> Pembroke Pines, Florida. Police in South Florida descended on what they thought was an armed break-in at a men's clothing store. At a men's clothing store. Uh, Tuesday morning after people were spotted storming in with rifles, but officers arrived to find a music video filming. All with the store owner's knowledge. The guns were not real, and the men holding them were actors in a video. Cool. Whose video was it? I want to watch it. (laughs) The music video is being filmed inside the men's clothing and accessory store. You got to film it somewhere, right? With a film crew while the larger shopping center was closed, the Miami Herald said... That's cool. <laughs> so the police, hey, I mean, you guys should be thankful. This could have ended up a very, very tragic situation. You know, the cops, they like to shoot first and find out what the fuck was going on later. They'd just be glad that nobody got themselves killed. Sheriff's uh, Christmas tree thug shots. What? Thug shots? What is a thug shot? Sheriff's Christmas tree thug shots rub some the wrong way. Mobile Alabama office officials i got to see what this is. I am intrigued. Officials from an Alabama Sheriff's Department are being criticized for displaying a photo of a Christmas tree adorned with what they call thug shots of people who have been arrested. What's wrong with that? <laughs> they did the crime. I don't care about their personal freaking... <laughs> I don't care about their embarrassment. Embarrass the shit out of them. Oops, I just punched the microphone again. See, every episode, i got to do it. <sighs> every time. I don't know why I just can't sit still and do this. The Mobile County Sheriff's Office used its Facebook page to post a doctored image of a Christmas tree decorated with photos of people arrested or wanted for crimes. We have decorated our tree with thug shots to show how many thugs we've taken off the streets of Mobile this year. We could not have done it without our faithful followers, said the message. Good. I got no problem with that at all. 
You freaking do that kind of crap. Get yourself arrested. Being a little fucking thug or criminal, whatever. You deserve to have your face on a damn Christmas tree. <laughs> Quit getting arrested. Obey the freaking law, man. <clears throat> yeah, there's the uh, photo of the scandalous Christmas card again. Um, what do we got? Me, me, me. Oh, and I just saw uh, a segue here. I just saw on Twitter this morning that our good friend Elon Musk, he just posted a very simple tweet this morning, but it was something that kind of perked my ears up a little bit. All he said was, Mars, here we come. And I thought to myself, I was like, this man (laughs) and his private industry, you know, is going to land on Mars. When our own fucking government can't do it. Isn't this a sad day and age, man? When somebody could start a company and get to Mars before NASA does? Anyway, <laughs> I just thought that that was, uh, you know, uh, it was cool for him. But, you know, as far as the people running this country, absolutely pathetic. The, uh, what am I looking for? Um, scientific achievements. All of the amazing scientific achievements we had found out. During World War II, we only found out because the government was trying to research, you know, things about how to kill people more efficiently. Seriously, that's where it came from. And the stuff that we got from elsewhere, these were experiments like people like Mengele and shit were doing. You know what I mean? But I'm talking like the the technological side of it. And don't get me wrong. I would take the Holocaust never happening over everything that we learned from Hitler's experiments, Mengele, all that stuff. You know, I, I would, I wish I could just erase that from fucking history and, you know, take the losses, you know, where they come. As far as, you know, biologically what we learned about the human race. Because we learned a, a lot from those experiments, unfortunately. But anyway, I'm talking about the uh, technological side of things. The only reason <laughs> that scientists got like major work and major funding was because the government was trying to find out ways to kill people. And then, you know, after that, we have this big pissing match with Russia. You know, this is something that the government would never fund as largely as they did back in 1969. I agree with what Neil deGrasse Tyson said. It's true. If you take a if you take a dollar bill, cut the little corner of it before you even get into the actual ink, and then you take that piece of paper and cut it in half through it, like long ways, cut it in half that way, one of those pieces, the piece that you're left with, is NASA's budget out of the dollar. Seriously. I know it's still a crazy amount of money, and NASA does a lot with that money. But man, our <laughs> the, the government's view on scientific achievement and studying this kind of stuff is just, it's abysmal. It's ridiculous. I'm glad that somebody is getting their balls up and, you know, showing us a little bit of science, you know what I mean? Still wanting this to progress and learn. You go, Elon Musk, you land that sucker on Mars. I want to be the first person that that pees his spacesuit on Mars. That'd be awesome. (laughs) What was that movie? Wasn't it called Rocket Man or something? It was about that, you know, that goofball that, you know, ends up going to Mars with a bunch of astronauts. He's like, I have to go back and watch it because I don't even know if I'm quoting this right. But that's how I would act. Like, I'm the first person to fart in space on Mars. I'm the first person to sing on Mars. I'm the first person to jump on Mars. You know, I'd be doing shit like that. 
Well, that's cool. Baby goat missing from old Big Fish movie set in Alabama. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Uh, I remember liking it when I did see it. A skibbity wow, skibbity wop wop a day, skibbity bop bop. Rocky the Christmas tree, stowaway owl returns to the wild. Oh, okay. Uh, man leaves a three thousand dollar tip for a beer as a restaurant closes for virus. Whoa, oh, dude. Faith in humanity stuff. Like I said, I love it. Cleveland. This isn't Cleveland. A customer left a three thousand dollar tip for a single beer. At a restaurant, as a restaurant voluntarily closed because of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Wow, I hope that restaurant didn't take a fucking chunk out of that for the freaking person who served it. That is their tip, dude. The man walked into Night Town on Sunday in Cleveland, ordered the beer, and asked for the check, which came to seven dollars and two cents. Um, Brendan Ring, the owner, wrote on Facebook. Ring said the man wished him well and told him to share the tip with the four employees who were working brunch service. Oh, okay. Oh, I really hope the restaurant didn't take a fucking chunk out of that. So he told, um, oh, he told, okay, so he actually told the manager. Don't don't include the manager in on this. <laughs> okay. Who are the people who actually freaking work for a living? Screw the manager. Uh, wished him well and told him to share the tip with the four employees who were working brunch service. As the man walked out, Ring wrote, he looked down at the tip and he left three grand. Wow. <clears throat> I ran after him and he said, nope, that's not a mistake. I'll see you when you... When you reopen, Rink said he would not post the customer's name because he thinks the man wouldn't want that. The owner said he and his serving staff were humbly grateful for this incredibly kind gesture. Cool. So the manager actually, he actually did share it with the employees. That's awesome. Good for you. I've, uh, I've worked in some restaurants where they don't do that. I think, you know, your tip, if you serve somebody, that's your freaking tip. You shouldn't have to share it with people and you shouldn't have, no, your tip is your tip, man. That's how it should be. I've I've actually worked places where, you, I, I don't know if it, is this even legal. You know where you got to turn it into the fucking manager and then he divvies it out. Could I have called the cops on that dude? This is like ten years later. I, I probably still I probably can't do it. That that's not legal, is it? Is it? Damn it! I could have totally called the cops on him. Anyway, oh great, I could have sued somebody. <laughs> and now I won't get to because the statute of limitations is probably over. Anyway, that's it for this week, guys. <laughs> and remember to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com. For all things me and no disclosure related, links to all of our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages are there. As well as a link to get yourself a no disclosure t-shirt. So you can not only be fancy, but look fancy as well. So stop by. Remember to share a no disclosure with everybody. If you wish to support the show, do so. It takes money to run a podcast like this, guys. <laughs> so anything you can spare, even if it's a dollar, man, I definitely use it. And it definitely goes toward the show. It's not like a tip at a restaurant where the manager is probably going to dip his finger into that pie. So see that little support button where the show description is? Go ahead and give that a little oven. Shout out to my patrons. Thank you for listening. Okay. Kristen Belt and Aaron and Amanda Kunkel from the Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel. Thank you guys very much for your patronage. Uh, signing up on uh, Patreon. Yes, I am on Patreon. So thank you for those who have signed up for it. Uh, seriously, you guys are keeping the show going. I love you both very, very much. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Yes. Did you know it's the face of-